check, check. Mic check. Sixty show presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Thursday, May twenty fifth, Fly Racing Moto Sixty show presented by Get Truck Hero and Pro Taper. Coming at you, it's noon Pacific. Round one of the Lucas Oil MA Pro Motocross Championships is down the tubes. Glen Helen this weekend. What will happen at the Helen? Always a different race. So many guys ride there a lot, uh, and so many guys have adapted to it. Other guys just cannot, no matter what happens. I think of a guy like Andrew Short, Justin Brayton. They could never do well at Glen Helen. It just wasn't their type of track. And then, of course, Pike and JG kill it there. Uh, SoCal guys, they ride it all the time. Lots to talk about. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, Truck Hero, and Pro Taper. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper and Jason Thomas from Fly Racing will be on. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. If you are a lucky caller who asks a good question, You'll win a fly uh, adjustable lift stand. These things are sweet, and uh, we're giving one away on the on the show today. That's right. Uh, the light hydrogen racewear from the folks at Fly Racing. They continue to develop and improve it each and every year through the constant feedback from its amateur and pro riders. With the end goal being the lightest, most breathable racewear on the market. Each panel of this stuff has been carefully analyzed to ensure the rider has maximum flexibility, breathability, and support where needed. Fly Racing Light Hydrogen Line. This is the stuff. Barely feels like you're wearing it. It's uh, what most of the top end of the racers wear, or want to wear, I should say, most of the time. Fly Racing Light Hydrogen Line. The Pro Taper, the Rockstar Husky guys, the Geico Honda guys, the JGR Suzuki. They all run Pro Taper, whether it's uh, Damon Bradshaw back in the day or Jason Anderson now. Uh, Pro Taper can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the industry benchmark for others to follow. ProTaper.com. they got a whole bunch of hard parts on ProTaper.com, stuff that you wouldn't know they make. They do. I've got it on my project bike. Stuff is sweet. Please check it out. The KJSC guys in Supercross, the little mini guys, they run the micro bar, micro grip, and it, uh, it does well for them. Uh, Truck Hero, a parent company of the folks at NFAB. Truck Hero is on board with the JGR Suzuki guys. Whether it's NFAB, Back Industries, Undercover, Husky Liners, Truck Hero is the name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Truck-Hero.com from the inside to the outside. Truck Hero has you covered. And get data. Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, the JGR guys. Uh, they run GET, the LCGPA, the launch control system developed by GET engineers with the top teams around the world. It works great. It guides you the perfect RPM range to get the best start out of your bike thanks to the LED light that is on the uh, RPM dashboard of the thing. Get, get, and get the whole shot. Uh, we really appreciate those companies for coming on board. We appreciate you guys listening. Get it on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. Get it on the Pulp MX app as well. Taking your calls, holding things down over there. Is week one of AD after Dungey. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, Steve. And so, how would Dungey have done at Hangtown? Oh, boy. Um, how are we doing? First moto, I don't think he would have had anything for Tomac. But second, I feel like if he would have got the start, he would have had a really good fighting chance of getting uh, he, uh, the win. If he got yeah, the start yeah, and Tomac didn't. It took Tomac a long time to get through mm-hmm. to Marv and Maybe and he wasn't worried, so he wasn't trying. If right. Dungey was out front, maybe he would have put the hammer in a little bit more, but that's kind of what maybe I was Dunge thinking. Maybe Dungey goes 2-1 goes at Hangtown. Could have got the overall. Oh, what could have been? What could have been? What else did you see from uh, from Hangtown that you caught your eye? 
Uh, I napped through most of it, and then yep. I had to catch the replays a few times. <laughs> but uh, it's taking a going to take some adjusting, not having a guy to really root for yet. Uh-huh. But uh, Adam Cincerello. Though. Other than that, Adam Cincerello, he had a great first moto, second moto. I was like, come on, man. He was just dropping back and didn't seem like he was doing all that well. It was a rough way to start the outdoors. Like, track rough, brutal, oh, hot, yeah. you know? Yep. yep. A lot of guys were struggling. Uh-huh. Do you think with him that he'd ever be able to go back to... Uh, um, Alden? Alden. No. Never? I mean... Alden would take him back. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like Alden's pretty. He, he'd pretty, never. He'd never admit. I don't think he'd go. No, I don't think. I don't think that would happen. I just. Okay. I think they felt like he was running. Adam felt like Alden was running them into the ground. Mm-hmm. Right or wrong, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's what they felt, and they wouldn't go back because they wouldn't want to get run into the ground again. Right. So I, I don't think that would happen. But um, yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. I'm sure Kenny's keeping him indoctrinated over there of how bad oh, Alden yeah. is and everything. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anyways, uh, all right, let's get Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper on the line. That's Tits Legendary. 702-586-7857. we got a few lines open. Uh, some interesting calls already on the line. Uh, some questions. So please give us a call. Maybe you win the Fly Racing lift stand. What about that? I think the question for this weekend is, uh, and this is a legitimate question. It really is. Can Josh Grant win? Can he win a moto? I mean, he did a couple years ago. Done well there before. He's really fast. Can you win a moto at Glen Helen? Yeah, he he looked to be a little bit winded, uh, as with a lot of other dudes. So, um, but you know what? If Tomac gets a while to get going and everything, um, you know who knows? JG man, he's on fire. Like, and he's great at Hangtown. He's good at he's good at Glen Helen. He's good at Lakewood. So you know he's going to come through really well for the first six motos of the year. And I'm waiting to hear about him re-signing with the Kawasaki guys. I, I don't know what the holdup is. I would assume that would have been done already. But uh, uh, we'll have to see, man. And on the on the 250 side, well, yeah, Zach Osborne, man, still looked incredible. Uh, looked great. And uh, I would expect him to be win again or, or perhaps be on the podium. Um, I think for sure be on the podium at Glen Helen. So, to talk about that and more, let's get our, another expert on the line. He's from Pro Taper, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve. What's happening? Before I got you on, I told our listeners, if you go to ProTaper.com, you'd probably be surprised yeah. at all the stuff that you guys make that you didn't really know. You just think of Pro Taper maybe as a bar company. Yeah, yeah. We're trying hard to um, educate the educate the public about the other things that we do make. And yeah, we have a pretty new website. Um, that uh, has our full range of products, and we do make a lot of a lot of cool stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you encouraging people to go over there and check it out. I think they'll be surprised. Yeah, lots of cool stuff on there for sure. Um, hey, first of all, as the uh, former uh, national championship winning mechanic for one Dean Wilson, fourth overall at Hangtown for Dino, uh, rode well. He looked spent after the second mode. I went over and talked to him, but. Uh, that's awesome. There's no problem with that. I'm just saying he rode his balls off uh, to get to that fourth in the second moto, and that's a nice start for Dino. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped and proud of him, and that's um I think that was big for him to start the season well because now I think he's going to um, stay there. Uh, I think I think 100% certainty he's going to take a trophy home this summer. Um, that was a career best for him. So yeah, and he was he was spent, but that's how Dean is. He gives it everything he has. Um, he doesn't quit, and um, that's what Sunday's for. He can rest, so he'll be he'll be good to go come Glen Helen, yep. I think. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, he tracked, tracked down Barsha uh, in the moto, and uh, second moto, and first moto, he rode well. He went down with, with Anderson and Barsha uh, after Anderson was trying to pull off the track, but uh, no one will really talk about it, but he rode really well in the first moto, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. He came from way back, and that was unfortunate what happened to Jason. Jason was just trying to get out, get out of the way. He, had, he couldn't see where he's going, and he collected Dean, and um, but but hey, you know, every, uh, rode good, and um, a lot of guys rode good. So um, I'm excited to see what what pans out this summer. Yeah, a lot of parody. Uh, Marvin and Et were one two, and JG probably the third best. But four to nine, who knows, man? Uh, there was three points separating them from Dean to Barsha, and uh, you know Brock Tickle goes seven seven for fifth. It, it, it's crazy, and Blake Baggett probably didn't have the race he wanted to. It's still shaking out behind the the, the top two guys. Yeah, yeah, I think um, kind of, uh, well, I mean, you can't discount Grant's ride. I would say it's shaking out behind the top three, and I think Grant's going to be in the mix again this weekend and, and even at Colorado, and he might stay there. I mean, he's he's riding really, really well. So, But I do think um, there will be 
like like you said, you know, I think um, there's going to be a lot of other people on the podium besides JG and Marvin. Um, I think we can always count Eli will be there. Marvin kind of clearly looks like the second best guy right now, but we'll we'll see what happens. Let me ask you about um, that. Um, Marvin was clearly the second best guy at Hangtown. Is there a chance that all of us in our preview shows and kind of what we think is going to happen? Is there a chance that Marv? Like, I'm thinking the last summer, right? Roxon out front. Eli clearly second-best guy. Everybody behind him. Is Are we missing that Marv could be that guy? Marv could literally chase Eli all summer long and have everybody else covered? Uh, I don't – I mean, maybe we're missing it. I could definitely see it happening. Um, Marv is, is, is good, man, and he proved it at Hangtown, and um, he has yeah, experience. He's won some races before, and, and I could easily see him being clearly the second-best guy. And But, I mean, he, he you can't discount what he did in the second moto. He, he put up a fight. He yeah. got a great start and ran away. I mean, that's going to happen. It's going to happen this summer. Like, he's going to get the whole shot, and Eli's going to mm-hmm. get buried, and he's just not going to be able to catch Marvin because Marvin is very, very good. And he yeah. So um, I think we'll see him win some races, too. Yeah, it's it's the twenty four zero talk has got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah, I haven't heard that from anybody that I talked to. I heard Maybe it on Twitter. Tweeted that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it on Twitter. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But maybe, yeah, maybe like Marv just has kind of everybody handled a little bit. Doesn't always go two two, but maybe Marv. You know, we kind of threw like Baggett in there, and we threw Anderson, and we threw Webb in there. Maybe Barsha. Don't forget, Barsha did have a decent series last year, especially near the end. But, yeah, maybe we just sitting here at the end of Indiana, Paul, and we're like, huh, Marv won some overalls and some motos and was clearly the second-best guy. Yeah, it could happen for sure. But, I mean, there's going to be days where, where he's not second-best guy for sure. But um, but but Marvin's got, you know, he's got the keys to, to be there all summer for sure. Can Josh Grant win Glen Helen? Uh, yes, I think he can. Yeah. I think I think he can. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. He's the- can he go one one? I don't know about that. But can he win a moto for sure? And then maybe get the overall in the second moto or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know for sure how it would pan out. But he's um he's always ridden well at Glen Helen, and I think this is as long as he gets through the week, which I would imagine he has by now. What are we? It's Thursday already. So um, <laughs> he's never come into uh, he's never come into Glen Helen with this much momentum and confidence. So um, uh, I think. I don't want to say for sure, but I think he wins a moto this weekend, and I think he's in contention for the overall. If he gets whole shots and yeah. Eli gets a bad start, and maybe he can run away, maybe he could, maybe he could do it. Um, we'll see. I think it's going to be awesome to watch for sure. It'd be really cool to see him to see him win again. No surprise if the podium is Tomac Muskan Grant or Tomac Grant Muskan this weekend. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, w- I would say pretty likely. I mean, I'm looking for Baggett to rebound a little bit. Um, I think some other guys will get better. Like I think Cooper will get better. I think Dino's going to get even a little bit better, and yep. like you said, Barsha as well. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think that's a safe bet for sure. Just put put those three for now at Glen Helen on the uh, podium. We uh, we didn't talk to you after the race in our previews or our fantasy show or anything on the NFAB fantasy show. But uh, talk without naming the obvious guys. Who surprised you in four fifties? Um. You know, was there somebody that you watched that you saw that maybe uh, – I'll tell you what, the depth of the class isn't great. We're missing eight out of the top 20 in Supercross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we lost Weimer, replaced him with Pike, so maybe you want to say seven. Um, but um, so the depth isn't great, but was there somebody who surprised me? Like, talking about Pike, like, I, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be riding, according to his dad. Yeah. So that's pretty good. I would say the surprise to me was was oh, was was Marty. Um, he Marty? was quick in both practices. I think so. I mean, I didn't really expect him to be even that quick. Um, he finished both races, uh, <laughs> you know, in, both in the top fifteen. Honestly, I thought yeah. he was gonna crash or right. loop out or pull a Marty move. But dude, he had a lot of speed. Yeah. Um, hey, so that was a bit surprising. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's pretty good. I mean, but like. Um, honestly, Dean didn't surprise me. I, I expect that out of him and I, I know it's in there. Um, Josh Grant surprised me a little bit. I thought tickle was a typical tickle ride. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. that wasn't really surprising. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say surprising good. There was just some guys that were like a little bit surprising, surprising bad, but they had their problems. So I can't really mm-hmm. fault them for it at the moment, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, I thought yeah. Webb. I think Webb would end up on that scale. He 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 Instagrammed that he had a decent Glen Helen or a decent Hangtown, and I, I I mean I'd give him that maybe, but he wasn't he wasn't as good as he can be. 
yeah, I, and I think he's going to progressively get a little bit better. Um, I look for him to be knocking on the door for podiums probably by around like four or five, yeah. I think. That's my hunch, at least with Cooper. Um, so so we'll see. Um, yeah, I just I, I would like to see some exciting racing. That's the biggest thing. And, you know, we got a pretty good show at the first round considering how great Eli's been and the yeah. head of steam he has. So kudos to Marvin for putting up a fight and giving us a great race. And um, But I'm really excited for 250 class as well, so that's yeah. going to be cool to watch. Yeah, it's always going to be good. Uh, speaking as a mechanic, uh, Paul, um, you like I said, you wrenched for Dino for a long time, wrenched for BTO, uh, KTM, or well, it wasn't BTO then, but and uh, and Pro Circuit. Glenn Helen... It's not going to be that hot this weekend, but regardless, apparently, regardless, uh, Glen Helen really taxes the motorcycle, doesn't it? Like, it, it might be the toughest race. Wheels. Yeah, it's, motors. it's so gnarly. Yeah. yeah, it's really gnarly. I was actually, uh, I stopped by and saw my buddies at the PC shop today, and Ollie was um, shining up Forkner's frame, and I was like, why are you putting so much work into that thing? It's going to get it's gonna get ruined. So Glen Helen is just, just a sandblast-type race, and and weird things can happen. There's huge rocks that pop up, and you know, I've you know, sometimes rocks fly through the radiator and punch a hole in it, and then yeah. you lose all your water. And and um, you know, I've seen freak chain accidents. I think with yep. Barsha on a Honda one time there, and and yep. Glen Helen can just reach up and bite you. So I think, you know, whenever I was a mechanic there, I'd always be kind of uh, more aware as to what's going on and what's hitting the bike. And you know, we would oftentimes put some extra extra guards on you know coolant hoses and skid plates just to protect the motorcycle and um but yeah Glen helen is a true test of a motorcycle and if uh luckily it's going to be colder that's going to help things a lot yeah. but man if it's hot and brutal out there yeah. that you can dnfs can are, are more likely there i got sure. a rock in my ignition cover working for ferry and oil went everywhere and uh he was in third thankfully the bike made it but uh, again just another example like we had guards on and stuff, but just some massive rock hit it. <laughs> that was it. Just yeah, yeah, it, you know, yeah. Um, and and heat too, like you said, climbing up the hills. And if it gets hot, it the heat in the motorcycle uh, taxes everything, pushes water out, and uh, and you're done. So, yep, for sure. Um, looking at the 250 class, Moseman, Cantrell, and Ferrandis, three rookies to outdoors rode the first ever pro nationals. What'd you What'd you think? Um, I was I was really impressed with um, with everybody. I thought I thought um, <laughs> I was really impressed with honest, everybody. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I was. It, yep. it was. As far as the rookies went, they were Cantrell was a huge. Um, he, he rode awesome. I mean, he was he was he he was in second, I think, for a little while, and I don't know which moto it was, but first moto got a great yep. start and, and hung there, and hung there. He rode awesome. He, ex- he exceeded my expectations. Um, Moseman kind of. Uh, backed up kind of what I thought and felt about him. I think he's going to be a better pro than he was an amateur because I think he excels when the tracks get really, really beat up. Okay. And I think he excels when the motos are longer. Um, so I think he's he, he did well. And I think he crashed both motos, and he still ended up 14th overall. Yeah. Um, McAdoo was another one making his debut. And oh, I, yeah. think his yeah. re- I, think, I think he's going to be better than what his results showed. I think he had some crashes too. Um and we didn't really get to see much of Ferrandis. You know, he was running up there, and uh, but I, you know, he's he's a different bit of a rookie. I'd say he's got a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of experience. But I look for Ferrandis to be battling for podiums and wins at some point during the summer. He's just got too much speed. And um, do we do we have yeah, a, I mean, do we know if he's clear for this weekend? I believe he is. But do you know for sure? I, I think he is. Okay. And yeah, I think he is. I don't know for sure. Don't okay. quote me. But oh, okay. Um, so it should be interesting to see. Uh, and Mitchell Harrison, man, like the kid's smoothing out a little bit. He really is. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's made steady progress I think all year mm-hmm. and he was in the hunt and, you know I was uh you know the biggest surprise for me all weekend in the 250 class was Colt Nichols. I think he's right? it's unbelievable that he was able to come back with for the amount of injuries he's had and put in his I think career best outdoor finish. I mean, he's never been that great outdoors, but man, he showed up like a new guy. I I I I looked at him a couple times and had to double check to make sure it was him. Like, you know, I didn't know if it was Plessinger or someone else, but dude, he rode so good. So good, good for him. And I hope he can keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. rode great. Let's get us some phone calls. Paul Parabinos from pro taper on the uh, fly race and moto 60 show. Uh, first up is Zeke. Zeke, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. Good. What's up? What's happening? I got a question about, um, Malcolm, like everybody gave him shit last year for not racing the nationals, right? Yep. Okay, now, you mentioned in a previous show that eight out of the top 20 in Supercross aren't racing the Nationals. 
Yep. So did everybody give him like a lot of shit, like <clears throat> for no reason? Uh, well, it's not like that every year. You know what I mean? This year, just with an injury and then some guys sitting out, that's the way it's worked out. Generally speaking, eight out of the top 20, you know, do not, they you normally do not miss the Nationals. So this is a little bit okay. different, different, different year. Yeah, I'm just a big Malcolm fan. I think he he needs to be out there. I, I know, I, like, I know, he I, used to probably be on his own bike or whatever. Well, he, he needs to be out there. I, I mean, he doesn't have the funding. The team doesn't have the funding to go. I'm not going to spend. If I'm Malcolm, I'm not spending my own money to do the to do the nationals and, and finish. You know, five to ten, and, and you know, maybe even eight to twelve. Let's say I'd probably push him back further. Um, so I'm not going to spend my own money. So then. You know, you got to wait for a fill-in spot. Now, Paul, the one thing about Malcolm, and I like Malcolm, he's a good dude. He's given us, always said, oh, I'll ride Nationals. I have no problem. I don't, I don't care about riding Nationals. But his actions speak that he doesn't want to ride the Nationals. Do you agree, Paul? Yeah, and but I think I think maybe you know he's changed his tone a little bit. I I'd still I still believe it was a mistake to skip the Nationals last year. Like he was kind of contracted to do it and he could have done it, it you know this year is a totally different situation it's all money out of his pocket to do it so yeah. i i don't blame him at all for not doing them this year but i think last year he should have done them um maybe it would have changed the situation for 2017 if he had done them yeah but, um yeah but uh i'd like to see him do them. i think he can do well if he gets in a little bit better shape he's a great rider you know um yeah it's yeah it's tough. Think, yeah I think there's the state of the uh, the economy and the sport, like where we're at as far as the competition for rides and the yeah. amount of rides out there. I don't think um, Malcolm's there yet to be able to not do motocross. Right. Um, I think that's uh, you know that's an elite elite guy like Chad Reed type type guy that can can skip outdoors and still still be a a coveted commodity, I guess, right. for Supercross. So uh, thanks um, for th- the, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hey, can I can I have one more quick question? Uh, sure. The 2018 uh, CRF 250. Now yep. you guys are both former mechanics, okay? Now they they have two head pipes. One wraps around the right side of the cylinder, and the other one wraps around the left side of the cylinder. Do you see this being a uh, possible heat issue? Mm, no, 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 not really. Um, that you know what? Honestly, I don't see where the two uh, two pipes is a performance increase at all. Um, I don't really know why they did it. Uh, maybe to balance, you know, maybe they're going to say it's balance issues. Uh, KTM, yeah, KTM did it. I can't stand it. No, I, I know. Because if you want to balance it, like someone said before, put a sprocket on both on both sides. Yeah, no, it, it's, that's what they were saying. I don't know why they did that. I think it's just for trickness factor and coolness factor. But performance-wise, I don't think it would do much. Heat-wise, no, I don't think so. You know, it's, again, you you have a smaller, you have two, two pipes now distri- distributing heat as opposed to one. and But I, I do see the – it's interesting. I've heard variable cam timing on it. It's definitely got the two cams in the head. You can see that by the design. So that part of the Honda is really exciting as far as what they've done to the motor, and it'll have the 450 chassis updates. But the two headers to me, Zeke, are just a marketing thing. Yeah. All right, man, thanks. All right, thank you. Uh, I, Paul, have you heard much about that bike? Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know – enough about it but I, I would imagine two headers maybe they can make the um the exhaust port and the intake everything just very very straight so like the power you know the like you know the way the power is flowing it doesn't have to go around any curves or anything so maybe they're getting more power out of it that way mm-hmm. but the the real big shortcoming i think to that design and and i don't know maybe it produces a bunch of power and it, they just had to do it but the crap part is it's going to cost somebody probably over two grand to to buy an aftermarket exhaust for that bike now yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe. that's going to be a bit rough. Maybe I mean it'd be it'd be less material. You know what I mean? It'd be more material, but it's not double the material. I mean, it's two. Yeah, it's, it's two. To me, it's double. Yeah. It's well, no, two it's, it's two not because the OD will be smaller. There'll be smaller headers. You know what I mean? So the OD will be smaller, less material. Now, whether that, yeah, whether the aftermarket guys, still, whether the aftermarket guys pass that on, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Still, it, yeah. yeah. Still, still, I mean, man hours to to build a to build that system is going to be twice what a normal, uh, you know, a yeah, standard yeah, yeah, system yeah, is. On. Yeah, yeah, it'll so be interesting. I think it's going to yeah. pass on some. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it'll be more. I just don't think it'll be. It's not double the material. 
because it's yeah you know but you're right the man hours is yeah so it'll be interesting to see what that thing i just want to see if it has a variable cam time and like i've heard and other people say it doesn't have that but it is a different honda's always had the the uh one cam with the uh with the arm on it and uh now they have yeah. two an exhaust cam and an intake cam so that's interesting to to see uh let's get some more phone calls here uh dark side what's up how are you I'm good, man. Uh, first of all, thanks for the email this morning. I got that guy taken care of. Sweet. Uh, good to hear. Uh, but, hey, Davalos, you know, he was on the 450 last week. Looked pretty decent. Um, we know your opinion of him being on the 250 for so long. You think that there's any chance he stays on the 450 for Soupy next year? I don't, Paul. Uh, I don't I don't think he does either, no. I, he's um, – there's there's – there's teams that need 250 riders, and he's a guy that can win a race. So um, I, I don't think you know. There's a lot of other talent that's already taking up 450 rides. So I think he would. I would see him on a 250 next year. I don't. I don't know where, but um, I would guess he rides a 250 in Supercross. Uh, I would if I was him. If I you're hear, eligible and you can win races, why not? I hear he's out of that team though. Do you do you know anything about that? Any rumors that you is that is that a I, credible rumor? I've heard. I've heard rumors, um, but uh, I, I don't know anything for sure. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you though, uh, Paul. And on dark side, he qualified fifth fastest. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and he, he said that he, you know, has been wanting to get on the 450, which I thought was kind of strange considering how long he's been on the 250. You know what? I've always said the 450 could unlock a new Marty. And sure, the motos yeah. didn't show it, but maybe the. Hey, maybe, maybe you're a genius, man. You know everything. Uh, Whatever you say is yeah. gospel. No, do not believe that. Please do not. <laughs> that is not true. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Cole, you want to bet on JG's finish this weekend? I would love to. What do you want to bet? Well, for the show last weekend, um, I'm really confident now uh, that he's going to win this thing. Overall or a moto? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go overall. I will. I will take that bet. What do you want to bet? Uh, how about a Chris hundred dollar bill? Yeah, let's do that. All right. You're on. All right, Cole. All right, cool. Email me at uh, use the contact form on pulpamex.com and and it'll be on. Okay. Hey, quick question for Paul. Sure. Hey, Paul. I'm a road racer, and uh, what uh, what kind of products do you have for for street bikes with uh, sprockets? Well, and for, first off, first off, I think you're crazy. Um, you guys go way too fast for me. Um, but, uh, we don't, we don't, um, we don't have anything really for the street bike, super bike market. It's something that I, I've researched and, um, we have, uh, I have some other plans to expand into an, a different kind of a segment, I guess you could say, but it's not, it's not where you're at, unfortunately. All right. Okay. Not cause it's just a niche and, and it's not as. Popular yeah, for, I mean it's um it, it, it's tough. Like I've done some sales research, and I you know uh, in, in relation to the products that we could make that would work in that in that industry, and um you know there's there's a priority list. There's a you know certain amount of things that we can try to get done every single kind of fiscal year with the amount of people that we have here, and and to do things properly, and it just keeps getting knocked down because we find other things <laughs> that we can do that we yeah. we can make more money at basically. All right, thanks, uh, cool. thanks, guys. thanks, man, appreciate it. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm surprised that you guys don't do, uh, Paul, and you being the, you know uh, an ex-factory mechanic, uh, what about a clutch perch deal? Like the Works Connection one's fantastic; they do a great yeah. job. Is it something that we have, we have a we have a clutch perch? You have the whole thing? Yep, the whole thing. See, that's what I mean. Go to ProTaper.com; you'll be surprised what they have, because <laughs> um, those are pretty popular. You know, for everybody, yeah, putting on a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sell a lot of ours. Um, Joey Savacci, uh, Paul seven seven. At Hangtown, he won Hangtown last year. He didn't have a great Helen. He didn't have a great Glen Helen last year, but then I think he won Lakewood the next week. Um, and he led the second moto for a lap. What is this a Supercross hangover? Is this is he is you know we talked we did that preview pod and we all were on the fence about how this how he's going to react to what happened in Vegas and losing. Never mind just Vegas, yeah. but the whole series. Where, where are you at on Zoe Savacci? Um, well, first off, Hangtown 17 was polar opposite of Hangtown 16. Um, but, uh, I, I think I'm going to stick to what I said previous to Hangtown. And I think we're just going to see a Joey Savacci that's just a tick off winning. Um, I think he's going to be on the podium. Um, but, uh, I don't know. My hunch is telling me that, that, that just, he's just going to be a tick off winning. So I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a super cross hangover, 
Um, I know they've kind of been been doing some more testing to try to get Joey Joey more comfortable. So I think he's going to improve as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't I don't know if I'd call it a hangover. It's just uh, the class is tough, man, and. and and mental, I'm a big believer in the mental side of it, and, and right. he's got, you know, unfortunately he has a lot to overcome. I think he will overcome it, but it's well, just going to take some time. But but I, he's also the type of guy that if he can figure out how to win one of them, yeah. he's going to win a bunch more after that, I think. That's why I call it Supercross Hangover. So mentally draining to what happened to him, you know, and that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, maybe you're right. Mentally, yeah, like, right. Yeah. and I, I, you know these guys, all these riders as, good, as well as I do, they are. It's such a mental sport. I cannot believe... Like I cover it for a living, and I gotta write about this these races and what happened. And so many times, it's like, uh, yeah, he woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, or he fought with his chick, and yeah. that was it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so- it's it's so mental, and you know, so many times people compare our sport to NASCAR and car, you know, the car racing, and and you know, for instance, I heard you talking about how much money um, some of our guys make, and and it's tough because, like. In our in, in in motocross, people are like so much mentally stronger and better that they show up kind of ready to win. And I think those guys that are making so much money is because there is so few people in our sport that win. Where in NASCAR, yep, yep. I, I don't know, I don't research it, but yeah. I imagine there's lots of oh, winners all year. There are there are in our yep. sport. There's a handful of winners, but there used to be lots of winners. So what well, happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There used to be a lot of winners. We had years with 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 yeah. Um, you know, like RJ would get eighth at a race. It just would happen. He would get eighth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, ever since Conor McGrath, the, when you win, if you're McGrath or on that level, you never get eighth. You have to cartwheel eighteen times to get eighth. <laughs> right. It's yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's funny. Yeah. It's just um. It's got to be a state of mind, right? Um. I think so. And nothing. Nothing explains it better, Paul, uh, than Justin Barsha running down Ryan Dungey, beating Ryan Dungey, finishing all over him in second if he doesn't beat him, and then one year later on the same bike, can't see the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you're like, look at what you did last summer, and then he, he just couldn't do it again. And and if this was car racing, your setup on the tracks are exactly the same. And yet, yeah. you could just go out there and you know your car would work. So, nothing explains our sport better than that, where you just throw your hands up in the air and go, I, I give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our yeah. buddy JT loves to talk about setup. Setup, 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 setup. Yeah. And I'm like, give me a break. Uh, I, I, it does matter, but at the highest levels, the teams are all have smart people on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it does matter for sure. And I think the big thing to set up is getting you to that mental spot where you can be where you, where you can overcome the bike, you know, and that's what yeah. setup oftentimes is so important, you know, and that's why they're probably testing with Savachi to get him more comfortable. So he feels in his head, Hey, we found something this week. <clears throat> Sorry. Yep. Hey, we found something this week and he rides better and he gets good results and then it snowballs and then you don't touch the bike the rest of the year. The riders just, yep. he's confident, he's confident. But, so, I, um, but I, in talking to, I know what we did at some teams I was on and you would often go back to a setup that the rider poo pooed earlier. Because you're just, yeah. it's not like you're t- trying new things all the time. Uh, sometimes you just go back to a setup the rider didn't like, and on this Thursday, at Glen Helen with the sun at a certain angle, now he loves the setup, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get emotional sometimes. They could just, you know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed one day testing, and they're just having a bad day. And then it's like, yeah. you know, what can you accomplish? It's hard to turn it around. So then you revisit a setting that when he's in a better mood, and then all of a sudden it works great. That sounds like you're talking so. about Chad Reed, exactly like Chad Reed at times. <laughs> like if he was in a mood, you may as well just have loaded up. Yeah, yeah. Did you have anybody like that? Um. Yes, there's there's been days and people that had just had bad days and it's like, eh, you know, and we recognize it and it's kind of just like, yeah, we kind of go through the motions, but we know that we're probably gonna have to circle back. <laughs> go, go back ASAP. Uh, Jason Thomas from fly racing coming up. Uh, first up, another question for Paul Parabinos from pro taper from Hal. What's up, Hal? How are you? Hey guys. Good afternoon. Thanks for my call, man. Appreciate you taking it. Hey, uh, Paul, uh, you guys make a, uh, bar pad, for PDHS uh, bar mounts. I've got a couple on my KTMs, and I I run Pro Taper uh, stuff, and I just have to hacksaw the shit out of the bottom of the uh, standard bar pad to get it to fit over the uh, bar mounts. Yeah, we have athletes and and other teams that have to do the same thing. Um, It's hard because... uh, Are you talking about a steering stabilizer? I'm lost here. Like a steering stabilizer? He's talking... 
No, he's talking about a an isolated, like a uh, rubber mounted. Um, are, are you talking about X Trigs? Yeah, yeah. The oh, X-trig, okay, all right. Or, or, or the stock, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, KTM it. makes something similar too. Yeah, it takes it takes some kind of craftsmanship, I guess, to get the, the bar pad to line up perfectly. But it's it's tough for um, a, a brand of our size to keep up with trends. I, I shouldn't say to keep up with trends like that because trends go in and out so quick, um, and we have molds purchased and we produce bar pads uh, uh, you know mass amounts all at once so um what's right for you you could be the one two percenter that that is dealing with it where you know the majority of the customer base um likes the pad just the way it is so you know who who know you know that, so that setup that you're, you're running now it could be totally different in three years someone could change it so we often don't really change you're telling Hal to just keep hacksawing the shit out of it then is what you're telling unfortunately Hal, <laughs> that's what i'm telling you hey, I've, got, I've got plenty of plenty of blades and plenty of time man i'll stick with protein yeah awesome thanks man yeah, i appreciate it thanks Hal. yeah thanks dude. thanks Bye. um hey do you think that um so my project bike that pro taper is gen- uh helped us out so generous so generously yeah on um, I went with the seven eighths bar. Uh huh. You think that's a good move? Yeah, why not? It's okay, an old because, bike. Yeah, I mean, it's I a uh, it's it's a less rigid handlebar. I think you're not you're not you're not. I mean, how big are you going, Steve? Are we going? Are you going like back flipping or cliff jumping? Or no, no, nothing like that. Like? Nothing like that. I just I was I texted the photo of the bike to somebody and they said, "Why do you have seven eighths bar on that? You need to get a big bar." And I'm like. I never. I just thought seven eighths bar because it's nineteen eighty nine. That's what we ran. Everybody yeah. ran seven eighths I mean, bar. I, it's period current. I think. Okay. All right. I didn't know if you had a problem with that or I don't. I don't know. So um, I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, okay. seven eighths bar is still a good handlebar. It's 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 good enough handlebar for most of most of the people that ride. You know, across the world. You know, yeah. an oversized handlebar is is for racers or somebody that yeah. wants, yeah. you know, some more options or a flex. And well, I just wanted to make sure that you weren't like, why are you doing that? But you sent it to me anyways. No, I, I'm fine with it. I think it's, yeah, it's period correct. It looks good. And my Twitter question on the front brake line cable guide, you said uh-huh. straight, correct? Yep. I did, yeah. Yeah. Williamson said straight. Donk said, Donk and Big Nasty say angled. Well, who has more wins? No. Me and, me and Williamson or Donk and Big Nasty? <laughs> I will take I will take your two records for sure. Uh, I think I will put it straight. But thank you for the guidance on that. Uh, uh, guidance from my guide. Um, thanks, Paul. Uh, Protaper dot com. Please check them out. Uh, thanks for your help, buddy. And uh, we'll see you this weekend at Glen Helen. All right. Take care, man. All right. Thanks. Fly Racing Moto sixty show presented by Get and Protaper and Truck Hero seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We've got a few lines open still. We are giving away a Fly Racing. Uh, lift up stand, adjustable lift up, lift, lift up stand. Super easy. Use your foot, push it up. Love these things. Super popular. I had one when I was a kid. And um, great products. The uh, Fly Racing, check them out. The 2018 stuff will be out at some point here. But for now, the 2017 and a half Kinetic Mesh launched at Daytona. It's fantastic, breathable stuff that uh, a lot of the top guys are wearing, along with the uh, light hydrogen racewear and the F2 carbon helmet completes the complete fly kit. Uh, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, the F2 carbon is an out-of-the-box, onto-the-racetrack-ready helmet, flyracing.com. Go there and check it out. Uh, next up on the show to talk some Glenn Helen and more, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Uh, there's lots going on, but... You, ready to uh, ready to talk some dirt bikes. You hated Glen Helen as a racer, didn't you? <clears throat> as a racer, yes. Yes, um, it's, I did. It's, that is true. Yeah, it's one of those tracks that just I talked about at the beginning. Josh Grant, Weston Pike, love it. Andrew Short, Justin Brayton could never do anything there. You just you like it or you don't. You adapt to it or you don't. Yeah, it wasn't really. I didn't really dislike it because of a results thing. I was always scared. I felt like I was in jeopardy of injuring myself at all times. <laughs> uh, and, and you didn't even have the 170-foot double or whatever that's now. That's no, we had big jumps, though. There yeah. were big jumps. Uh, the last, the year I'm remembering was 07. I broke a wheel in both motos. Yep. Um, there was a huge triple right before the finish, like massive. Uh, and then there were years where like, there was that big tabletop in the back that was like, at the very top of the hill, and you tabletopped over the mountain. Like, yeah. I just felt like there was a lot of jumps there that if things go wrong, you could have literally died. Um, like, if something went wrong on that thing and you overshot it too far, I mean, you'd land at the bottom and you would probably die. Like, um. I just <laughs> – there was scary stuff about that track. It's gotten better. I think this year is going to be the safest one yet. Yeah. But, man, I've, there were some sketchy years. 
it's odd that Jody from MXA designs this Death Cross track. You're like, really? Because yeah, you know, I think he takes it to the extreme as far as making it challenging. Uh, I you know I'm all for challenging tracks, but man, you got to remember that some of the the states that some of these guys are in at 30 minute mark. I mean, they're they're not thinking clearly, and they're no. you know your motor functions motor functions are suffering, and you know you have to factor all that in. Um, yeah, I agree. It's uh, yeah, exactly on a press day or something. You guys are skilled enough to jump everything, but you do th- you're at the 28 minute mark and it's hot and you get some head shake and the track's major major rough. No need for those jumps on that track. Uh, I agree. No, I, I, I there are definitely jumps are cool. Big jumps are cool, but you can make big safe jumps that well, guys aren't literally scared of. You know, it, it are, at the level in a levels above me even. When guys are scared of the jumps and the track, that's I don't think that's really a good thing. You want to be able to race it and not be scared of it. Well, I talked about this last year. Uh, 74 miles an hour, they hit that uh, uphill triple at last year. Yep. That's Yeah, that's just, that's just that's that's typical Glen Helen. Right. There's a lot of variations and always a new rendition, but there's always something like that where it's just like, man, do we really need this? Like, I, I don't feel like this is adding anything, and it's putting us, right. you know, a huge risk factor. We didn't see the fly 150 being jumped, but there was an example of something that's safe. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this year it was kind of out of the picture, but right, in years but, past, yeah. it was safe. You know, yeah. guys, even I, I saw Weston Pike jump like the fly 146, you know, and he right. still was fine and kept going. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. Um, all right. We were talking 250s with Paul before we uh, let him go, so let's talk 250s with you a little bit. I expect better results from Justin Hill. Uh, he had a decent race. He came from the back at Hangtown. Uh, kind of a quiet finishes. Uh, eighth overall for him. But uh, people got to remember on the TLD KTM last year, he podiumed this race, ran up front. Um, I think he'll do better this weekend. Yeah, he should be. You know, I, I think his head is in a place where he's he's not going into it with, I'm going to win this title, which, you know, that's up to him. But I, I haven't got that feeling at all. Everything I've seen and read from him has been worried about 450 class next year, and I'm a better Supercross guy, and it's just that feeling. You know, I just haven't got that determination. Like, I'm going in and I'm going to win this thing, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out, if he can find that edge that I think you need to be up front. Or if he's com- if he you know is complacent to ride around in the top ten, knowing that he's got that Supercross title in his back pocket. Well, that's, that's just it, right? When you win the Supercross title, it, it's – Outdoors don't matter that much. No one is. Well, going, yeah, yeah, he's. He, I, I think he'll stay down. I think Cowie will keep him down, and he'll get a significant raise to stay down. And that's all. That's done and sealed. So you know, where's his motivation level? I guess is a, is a better question. Uh, but you do think he'll do better this weekend? Yeah, I think yeah. he'll do better than eighth. But um, I, I don't think he'll magically jump onto the podium either. Um, I didn't see right. anywhere near the level that you need for a podium last weekend. But Having said that, you made a great point about last year. He was, you know, out of nowhere, kind of right back. He was right on the box. So. Right. Um, hard to see, with what we saw at Hangtown, it would be very hard for me to bet against Osborne making the podium. Like making the podium. Yeah. yeah I mean, unless I mean. he crashes like, or has a mechanical, he's he's going to be on the podium. That's what I mean. Like I just, uh, you know, for example, Savachi went one one at Hangtown last year. Uh, Glenn Helen showed up. I think he went twelve eight or, or nine seven or something like that. Um, didn't have a great Glenn Helen. Can't see that happening to Osborne. No, I think uh, Zach's very uh, – <clears throat> he has a lot of perseverance. So Zach's more of a guy that he's not going to just have an off day. He's going to crash or his bike's going to break if he has a bad day. He's not going to just go slow. Uh, he has too much intensity, and he's riding too well for that right now. So if things go well and he doesn't have anything catastrophic, I think he's a sure thing for the podium. Honestly, the way Glenn Helen went last year, uh, Amart won with a 2-2, and mm-hmm. Plessinger, I think, did pretty well, and he looked good at Hangtown. Wouldn't be surprised to see the same podium. Uh, again, maybe Plessinger beats Martin. Um, okay, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Osborne, Plessinger, and Martin again. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how this race plays out. Um, the starts here are really important, and it's the only start of the season where your bike's at max speed. I mean, it's everything your bike has on this start, and yeah. it's the only one like that all year. Typically, the pro circuit bikes, for whatever reason, have done really well in the starts here. Um, they test there a lot, um, and I know Mitch obviously knows how to build a fast engine. 
So it, it depends on how Plessinger's starts work out because, as you've made mention of, he's a big guy. And on, you know, when, on a start where your bike's completely maxed out for speed, you know, does that hurt him? Uh, because if he starts 20th, he's not going to get back to third or fourth or even fifth, in my opinion. Uh, the class is a little bit too deep for that. So that's his, uh, his Achilles heel. It can be. Um, so I would, I, that, that's a, a big storyline is how does he fare on these, the longest start of the year. Uh, are you – look, Adam Cincerillo is one of our favorites. We like the guy. We all think he's awesome, and he is a good dude and everything else. Are you a little worried with the second moto fade? Like a little bit about, hey, Adam, like, uh, okay, a lot of guys got tired. It was hot. He went pr- far, pretty far back. Are we, yeah, are we not, I'm not cutting up? Though, are only we not, because okay. I think in that first moto, I think he emptied the tanks. Everything he had. Okay to try to beat Zach, and then when he was in second to try to stay there. Um, so I think that hurt him because a lot of the guys, you know, they, they didn't have any pressure, that intensity or anything the first moto. They were just kind of doing their thing. So I think that first moto took a lot more out of him than he maybe he wanted. Uh, and then the second moto, he got another good start and was up there, and then I think it just all hit him at once. So um, that was about as extreme as I think we'll see, you know, maybe we'll get a hotter race later in the summer, but that, that was right up there for what, you know, it's as tough as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's only going to get in better shape from here. So while it wasn't good and he gave away, you know, probably anywhere, you know, five or six points easily, easily in this championship from fading. Uh, it wasn't anything, you know, that he can't overcome. J Mart looked great in that second moto, uh, pushed Forkner to the end. But he didn't race much of the first one. Bike broke fairly early. Um, yep. How much do you think that helped him? I mean, it for sure had to help some. But if you're looking at a guy that fitness really doesn't seem to matter, I would I would point to J-Mart. So um, he would be the exception to a rule where I would say, yeah, I mean, obviously if you only race half of one moto, you're going to get an advantage. But it doesn't seem to matter for him. Fitness is kind of his thing. Right. Okay, let's get to Mike. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Good. What's going on? Hey, assuming that Tomac doesn't get a 12-place start every moto, can you see Weege and Grant struggling to find something to talk about if he's out in front of, like, moto one? I'd like to see him just keep like, keep working on the word of the day. <laughs> you know, just keep working on that word of the day, Hindenburg. Um, yeah, like, what's if I throw it down to Lindsay? Nah, uh, yeah, Brock Tickle's dog gave him a lick today, and he's doing really good. He feels nah, great. Nah, man, they'll they'll focus on other battles. <laughs> like the producer, yeah. Chris Bond, will find a battle, and they'll just talk about that. And you know what's really brutal, though, Mike, is so I've heard this from a couple of riders over the years, not from the riders directly, but, you know, the man friends and gear guys and whatever, parents. Um, the winner, if you're gone, you don't get shown much on TV, and people complain. So, like, it's a it's a bit of a balance to make sure Kawasaki is taken care of because, believe it or not, Mike, people give a shit about that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard been, but you know, the producer doesn't care. He wants to show a battle and make excitement. Right. So, um, it's a touchy subject, but they'll just find someone else, uh, right, JT? Hey, okay, go ahead, JT. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, they'll just search through the pack and find something interesting. Uh, but it definitely it creates challenges for those guys. I mean, obviously, when you have crazy good racing, it it kind of is self-explanatory. But that's where you find you know where the the producers make their money. And and for a guy like Weege, his knowledge base is so vast, and he's so such a pro at this. Um, he can always kind of find some storyline, even if even if there's not a battle. He can bring up a you know a, a story that's been going on, or a guy that's coming back from injury, or something to talk about. That's yeah. I think that's uh, right, a plus that we like have many... on the outdoor announcing versus Supercross. I, I think that Weege and GL do a, a great job of finding those little nuggets of information that maybe Supercross we we don't really hear. And, that, and that's what I was getting at because it seemed like you, you were watching a baseball game and the team was up sixteen to nothing in the third inning, and you're like, well, hmm. <laughs> You know, what do we talk about now? Yeah. Hey, yeah. on another note, on another note, how awesome was Josh Grant's answer to, so what do you feel like Dungeon not racing anymore? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, like, that's great. I That was awesome. I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't no. see how the guy, you're a competitor, and you're supposed to, not only, like, he's not as a ride for your team, 
and he's a competitor of yours. So why would you like all of a sudden just blow him at the press conference when start start talking about him, right, JT? I mean, I'm fine. Well, Eli was like, yeah, you know, it kind of sucked not having him and Ken here. And there's Josh. Nope, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would be pumped too. I mean, that's you got to figure Dunge is going to be Josh, just going off history. I mean, Josh made yep. a lot of money because Dunge wasn't there, so I'd be pumped too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just I wanted to know why Josh kept wearing sunglasses indoors. That's the question that we got to get to. <laughs> the future's so bright. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Still giving away a fly racing lift stand, uh, adjustable lift stand. Please, these things are pretty sweet. 702-586-757. we got some lines open. So please uh, give us a call and uh, and talk some Glen Helen. Talk some Hangtown if you want. Fly racing, Moto 60 show presented by Get uh, Pro Taper and, of course, Truck Hero. All on board with us. Uh, I don't know if you've been on Twitter today, JT, but um, our buddy Alex Ray uh, got a new Yamaha and is going to ride it for the first time at the National. Uh, I heard that from Dan Truman, but I have not been on Twitter. So he, he, uh, um, He's been riding Husky. He's been riding Husky. He got a Yamaha, mm-hmm. though, and uh, he's never ridden it uh, outdoors until uh, until Saturday. So, Well, he's been racing a Yamaha, though. Yeah, but should be interesting to see. I don't think it's – I mean, he's kind of been on a Yamaha for like six weeks to two months. Yeah, outdoor, indoors, though. Um, hey, Paul picked uh, Marty Davalos as one of his surprises of the weekend uh, for the fifth-place qualifying time. And Paul said, and it's not an exact quote, but Paul said, you know, he didn't, he finished both motos. He didn't loop out or, or do a Marty thing. <laughs> that was Paul's reasoning for the uh, surprise. And uh, so what did you, what did you think of him? I was really surprised at his qualifying speed. The motos were kind of in line with what I thought he would do. So that didn't shock me at all. Uh, but the qualifying speed, I mean, he was really fast. Um, you know, he got a good start in the first moto. Qualifying speed was really good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the summer plays out. You know, can he continue that really high pace and then build that into better results? Uh, because we've never seen him on a 450 outdoor. So uh, there's, I think the, there's a lot yet to be written on that story. What do you think Christian Craig's, like, peak finish is? Where do you think he can go? Um, I had him in for um, a top 10 overall. And he was obviously right on the cusp of that already so ceiling no i mean say, i mean like like he goes balls it, out what do you think yeah let's say it thins out a bit um you're gonna lose some guys to injury just stuff happens um i could see him getting like a fourth in a moto yeah i'd say that too yeah fourth or fifth right um yep. he's certainly got the bike he's got the skills to do it and uh you know he's just got to kind of log in motos now cole seeley his teammate i talked to cole after the race he is beat up man and uh hard crash in practice and like it's going to be tough to, to to practice during the week, get the therapy you need, show up to race the motos. Seely's uh, fourth was impressive, but man, he's beat up. Yeah, he's toughing it out, um, you know, and and he's kind of in the same. I think a lot of these guys have the same ceiling. They can get up there into that top five because if you really look at the results, you know, JG is going to have some up and down stuff. He's not going to be there every single moto. You know, and then you look at Dean Wilson was fourth. He's definitely going to have some up and down. Barsha, up and down. You know, you just go back through the pack, and there's not this hard and fast kind of, you know, pecking order to where it's going to be we can expect these results every single time. So I do think the first three to four, or maybe the first three, because I think Anderson's going to be in the mix, I think those guys are going to be a step above all summer. But really, when you get to four through ten, I think it's going to be all over the place. I think Christian Craig will jump in there, and Barsha, and Wilson, and Tickle, and you know Baggett, and all these guys are going to be all over the place. I think the one thing I'm interested to see is if Baggett can jump from that group, which is where he squarely was. He was with Webb and all those guys. Can he jump into that Tomac Marvin? I think and where Anderson will be group because I think he has the potential to do that. I almost think. And it's early, and it's only one round. But, you know, we saw Roxon dominate last summer, then a gap, then Tomac, then a gap. I almost – Marv was pretty good at Hangtown. We might see Marv just lock down that second place. Yeah, I don't – You know, maybe. he's in shape, maybe. great bike, great outdoor rider, you know, everything. Like, But I think that track was so good for him. It was it was really ruddy, and you couldn't override it because there were so many ruts going. Even down the hills were all ruts. Yep. So you couldn't be overly aggressive, and I think that plays into Marvin's hands. 
uh, when you go into a track like Glen Helen, though, and it's way you can be way more aggressive, and pushing the envelope actually benefits you. That's where I want to see it. If he comes out this weekend and goes two-two again, mm-hmm. then these guys are in for a world of world of hurt. Right. But um, until he shows me that on a track that really doesn't absolutely, you know, yeah. nail his skill set, right. then I'm still going to be a little suspect. All right, Steve, what's going on? Thanks for calling the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's happening? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you touched earlier on Suzuki hoping to get the 2018s rushed over here. Yeah, for the how last three that, is how, what I've heard. Yeah, for the last three. Yeah, how does that work? Like, I understand that like, the teams are testing and setting up the 17s all summer. Do they just jump to the 18s, or yeah. do they have some data coming with them? Mm, well, there's been Weimer's been riding it already. Uh, oh, okay. Over here, so Weimer's been riding it. You know, the the GP guys have data. Uh, Stefan Everett's team over there has been riding it. Um, yeah, you would just try it out and see if it's better. You know, remember when Cowie brought the uh, whatever that was, the 15 or the 16 in? Uh, it was narrower, and Weimer and, and RV instantly liked it. Um, so I think you just do one of those things. You just try it and see if it's better, and then you you go for it. You know, um, as far as the process, the 2012 model. Twenty twelve. How long ago oh, that was? God, dude, I, I'm. <laughs> didn't I like just last week on one of these shows quote something that happened? I talked about it like it was three years ago and it was like ten. Um, but uh, you know the the process for Suzuki's just got to get them in, get four hundred of them into the country, get the oh, AMA, okay. get the AMA, the frame and the swing arm and all the all the uh, things that you have to run production and you're ready to go. So cool. Yeah. Um, hey man, you want the you want the fly race and lift stand? Dude, that would be awesome. You fit it right in, underneath your bike be sweet oh yeah i've been using this janky one i made in high school out of wood and i'm over 30 so I'm oh due. my god yeah you do <laughs> all right stay on hold uh tits will get your information congrats on winning the stand sweet thanks man all right thank you i like that question you know uh, having a janky wooden stand like yeah that's awesome i right. love when prizes go to people right. that actually uh <laughs> use them colin what's hey, up if, man? We, if we have a chance oh. to what um if anybody has um my buddy zach that's uh doing Lakewood wanted to give away some tickets too so maybe you can do it on Twitter if we yeah. have another call maybe we can do it yeah for sure uh for Glen Helen or for no for Lakewood yeah for Lakewood right got it yeah uh Colin what's up man how are you yeah hey Steve uh I just I know you touched on it uh in one of the shows a couple of weeks ago or so but I was watching on my recently purchased NBC Gold app sweet the qualifying and they had a uh five minute practice test deal like and you said it came from the gps or something like what what why the hell do they need that i mean they don't uh, I, mean, I understand maybe just to get the angle or something but really you need five minutes just a free like circle around and do a practice start well yeah practice starts are important jt can vouch for that you want to you want to see how your bike works it's the most important part of the race mm-hmm. and two when they don't have the start then you have dudes trying them and pulling off and maybe hitting somebody and god yeah, knows dangerous. like god knows what could happen so you know they've they've gone to the, the what the GPs do. So JT, I mean you're you're on board with this? Is good. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, it was always scary. We even had some some uh, crashes at Supercross Salt Lake a few years ago. There was a big crash on the hot lap from that. Yeah. Um, so I think I do think it's a good idea. The biggest thing these guys can they can try different uh, position heights on their foreguard. Um, there's a few different things you can mess with with uh, with your ECU settings. So it gives them a chance to actually try this stuff because before, man, you got one shot at it, and then if you wanted to circle back, you could. But the biggest problem with all of it is we don't have any time because these time qualifying, we're down to like 20 minutes to figure out if you're qualifying and what your position is for the gate. You You haven't even ridden the track yet. So they're trying to cram all this in, you know, during time qualifying and practice starts and all that stuff, you, you know, so to have a designated time where you can actually try something different and you don't have to worry about your missing valuable time. Uh, I think it's cool. I, I know for me, my, especially my last year, I was so stressed out about actually getting into the motos that I didn't even have time to worry about practice and start. I just took off cause I needed every single lap I could get. So I think, I think it's a good idea. We like it, Colin. Thanks man. All right. Hey, hey thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, it's the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Fly Racing and Get and Truck Hero and Pro Taper. Glenn Helen coming up this weekend, and uh, it's going to be exciting. JT, give me your winners. Uh, Tomac Osborne, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree. Uh, awesome, buddy. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for all the info. All right, guys. See all right, see you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show with myself, Steve Mathis, and the Mr. Tits Legendary. Good job, kids. My pleasure. Sorry about Dungy.